world where shorts are no longer thermally applicable. Man, my, my legs are really chilly. I think, I think I'm going to put on some jeans. One man has the courage to wear a sweater. It's, it's, it's a little, little chillier than I thought. I better put on a sweater, too. September is already at an end. Oh, is it October already? David Flora and David Stecco aren't about to take it laying down. I think I'll stand up for this one. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Maybe wanna... just sit. We'll just sit in the chair. Yeah. This fall, summer will already be over. I don't have any puns! Is that a cryptid or a monster? We need listener mail! What intro are we going to do this week? I only have one day to edit this. We need a name. We have a name. Blurry Photos presents Blurry Photober. Did you even do the research, dude? In podcasts, everyone can hear us scream. Ooh, I got goosebumps from that. Well, I just can't wait to watch that <laughs> on the big screen. But t- movie tickets are too expensive. So we'll just wait for it to come out on the Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> that 15 seconds of not candy chat was brought to you. <laughs> hey, everybody. I'm David Flora. And I'm David Stecco. And welcome to Blurry Photober. Boogity, boogity, boogity. Y'all get out of here. <laughs> Y'all should leave. <laughs> yeah, welcome, welcome, welcome. Uh, we we got a name since uh, Grey Cat supplied us with uh, a name. Yeah, it's so it took it's taken so much anxiety out of the process knowing that we have a safe place to land. Blurry Photober. It's our most powerful month of the year. That's right. That's right. That's when we shine mm-hmm. and uh, and when we're all superstars. We glisten darkly. <laughs> yeah, we are kicking off. We have five weeks in the month. That's how you Gosh. know our dark master, the father of lies, the many-handed one, has sheltered us in his liarous uh, uh, shadow. That's right. We Man, we have a plastic pumpkin full oh, for of, you of all pod month candy. of pod candy. Oh, mm. man. You don't mm-hmm. even know. Mm-hmm. And not those orange and black uh, candies either. Oh, those weird ones that are wrapped like taffy, but they're not taffy? Right. Yeah, right. F- those. Yeah, we don't have those. Uh, we don't have licorice. We've got like Butterfingers minis. And, yeah, and, uh, and and like king size Reese's Reese's cups. Yeah, we're like one of the we're like that one house that all the kids go to because there's a rumor that like all the candies regular size. Yeah, yeah, or they're giving out some kind of toy, right? Even if it's like one of those little parachute men, plastic really? parachute men. I never had toys growing up, but there was a lady who'd give out regular size candy. And wow, was, she got wailed on by kids. Like everybody showed up to her house. <laughs> I, I, your definition of well done might be different. <laughs> <laughs> no one assaulted her. They just there was just a lot of kids that showed up to her house. <laughs> Word gets out, man. Kids know they just breached her porch and sprayed her. <laughs> that's that's the definition of wailing you were going for. The first right? three kids died, but they gave their lives so that the rest of them could rush her defenses. <laughs> for um, candy, a good time was had by all. Yeah, I would be amazed if we got through this month. I mean, speaking of candy. David, Flora, and I actually used to date a couple of really elegant ladies named uh, Tabitha and Betty. And yeah, it was when we were really into uh, older women. Older, older, fatter women. And uh, I'd be amazed if we got through this amazing month without hearing what they have to say 
about Halloween candy. Right. I mean, Halloween is is the biggest candy holiday of the year. Yeah. So I I bet they're going to have something to say about they probably the biggest are. candy holiday of the year. Yeah, that's a big deal to them. Yeah. But enough enough of that uh, yeah. foreshadowing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Let's, let's get to some uh, uh some here shadowing. What uh, present shadowing? <laughs> Let's get to some now shadowing. We're going to shadow this right now. Uh, with some, some dark uh, clouds of, of creepy goodness to kick off this blurry photober. Exactly. We're starting off with uh, this weird phenomenon of a sort of an R&B rap combo hip-hop group called the Black Eyed Peas. They, uh, I've done a ton of research on this. I can't understand why they're popular. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. I think that tonight's show is going to be a good, good show. Uh, but oh, you son of a bitch. <laughs> All right, that's fine. But you, at the end of the episode, you now have to be David Fergalicious Flora. <laughs> and I'll be Dave I Am. <laughs> no, black-eyed children. Oh, my gosh. Man. Way spooky. Well, not way spookier, but spookier. <laughs> spooky enough. Yeah. In their own right. Uh, we've, we've gotten some requests on this one. Yeah. And thank you for your patience, uh, because... This one just lends itself so well to uh, the the creepy mist of blurry photober. Exactly, we've we've deliberately pushed it back to our favorite month because this is such a creepy thing. Yeah, and and so as not to push it back even more, right. we're, we're launching blurry photober with it. Yep, I think it's a, I think it's a good flagship for us. For, I agree. For I month, agree for the month. So Flora, these kids aren't they just decent elementary school kids who just took a wrong turn somewhere along the way? What, what's the story? You, you would think so, or you, you might even hope so. But as, as we'll find out tonight, uh, that might not be the case. Might not even be kids at all. What? Uh, we're going to talk about what black-eyed kids are, uh, what are some encounters that people have had with them, mm-hmm. and what are some explanations of what they could be. Yeah. Now, arguably, we could say that this, this is a, a pretty uh, Johnny-come-lately as far as an unknown phenomenon goes. This thing has its, its roots uh, around about 1996 or so is our first real big um, encounter with this phenomenon. Yeah, this is a, a, a apparently growing phenomenon. I say apparently growing. Uh, that's what you'll hear when you start researching the stuff, that mm-hmm. the stuff is growing. Of disturbing encounters that begin possibly since the late 80s, although nothing is as substantial as what we get around this 96 uh, date where a reporter named Brian Bethel in Abilene, Texas, had this weird encounter where he was downtown around dusk one summer evening. Sitting in his car, he was writing a check to pay a bill at a local business when the following occurred in his own words. At the time, the business was located near the movie theater. I was using the light of the theater's marquee to write out my check, which I planned to put in the business's night drop slot. That's that's the euphemism for paying a prostitute. Involved in my work, I never heard them approach. There was a knock on my driver's side window. Two young boys, somewhere between 9 to 12 years old, and dressed in hooded pullovers, or hoodies, stood outside. I cracked the window a bit, anticipating a spiel for money, but I was immediately gripped by an incomprehensible, soul-racking fear. I had no idea why. A conversation ensued between one boy, a somewhat suave, olive-skinned, curly-headed young man, and myself. The other, a red-headed, pale-skinned, freckled young man, stayed in the background. 
The spokesman, as I've come to think of him, told me that he and his companion needed a ride. They wanted to see a movie, Mortal Kombat, but they had left their money at their mother's house. Could I give them a ride? Plausible enough, but all throughout this exchange, the irrational fear continued and grew. I had no reason to be frightened of these two boys, but I was, terribly. After a bit more conversation, I looked up at the theater marquee and down at the digital clock display in my car. Mortal Kombat's last show of the night had already started. By the time I could have driven the boys anywhere and back, it would practically have been over. Because, you know, that's when movies were an hour, hour and a half. Right, right. Not five hours long. All the while, the spokesman uttered assurances. It wouldn't take long. They were just two little kids. They didn't have a gun or anything. And that last part was a bit unnerving. Right. I noticed that my hand had strayed toward the lock on the door. I pulled it away, perhaps a bit too violently. In the short time I had broken the gaze of the spokesman, something had changed, and my mind exploded in a vortex of all-consuming terror. Both boys stared at me with coal black eyes, the sort of eyes one sees these days on aliens or bargain basement vampires on late night television, soulless orbs like two great swaths of starless night. I did what I feel any rational person would do. I full on freaked out inside while trying to appear completely sane and calm. I apologized to the kids. I made whatever excuses came to mind, all of them designed to get me the hell out of there, fast. The aura of fear was now a palpable, black-hanging thing, almost as if reality itself was warping around me. I wrapped my hand around the gear shift, threw the car in reverse, and began to roll up the window, apologizing all the while. My fear must have been evident. The boy in the back wore a look of confusion. The spokesman banged sharply on the window as I rolled it up. His words, full of anger, echo in my mind even today. We can't come in unless you tell us it's okay. Let us in. I drove out of the parking lot in blind fear, and I'm surprised I didn't sideswipe a car or two along the way. I stole a quick look in my rearview mirror before peeling out into the night. The boys were gone. Even if they had run, I don't believe there was any place they could have hidden from view that quickly. So I wrote down the story of what had happened more or less as a cathartic exercise and shared it with a small group of friends on an email, on an email list. From there, it got out into the wider internet and grew and grew and grew. In time, there was a term coined for what I'd seen. Black-eyed kids. I wouldn't have chosen it personally, but it's the acronym the internet knows. So. I love that story, and I'll tell you why. I like that he goes from, like, novel-esque descriptions. Their eyes were as black as a starless sky. Mm Mm-hmm. I was having a full-on freak-out. <laughs> like, he, he really switches up his narrative. <laughs> I was yeah. putting near close to shit in my britches. <laughs> uh, I, I, I did like that. Like, there's definitely there's a, a nice literary prose portion to part of it. And then there's a nice, like, layman's yeah. term. So that it speaks to the everyman and the intellectual. Right. <laughs> Got something in there for everybody. <laughs> That's that's the first uh, real written encounter that's credible, right? That we have, or that's said that we have, that's out there, and uh, and this person is still a reporter, still still working, and and every now and then he will talk about this, although I I don't think he likes to. But um, type in black eyed kids, uh, you're gonna get this dude Brian Bethel that this this is gonna come up. It's it's out there, so. That's what we're dealing with here. These are strange encounters where people claim that children 
usually between 6 and 16 in age, mysteriously appear, sometimes at the witness's door Mm -hmm. knocking, uh, sometimes at the witness's vehicle. And the kids most often appear unusually pale, wearing semi-odd clothing. And by semi-odd, I mean it's not exactly out of place, but maybe like hand-me-downs or or a bit worn or something. A lot of times they're wearing hoodies too, hooded sweatshirts. Well, there there seems to be a consistency of like a a half attempt to keep the eyes hidden, mm-hmm. not so not so clear that it's obvious like they're trying to hide their eyes, but things like keeping their heads down, mm-hmm. wearing hoodies, mm-hmm. things like that. Right, their heads are usually down in odd, monotone, almost rehearsed speech. They ask to use the person's phone or their bathroom, or they ask for a ride somewhere, or they ask for dinner or something. Uh, and accompanying this oddness is a frequent sense of something wrong or sinister, an uneasiness or downright dread. And then they look up, and you notice the eyes are spheres of pure black, like little oil globules in the North Atlantic on a moonless night after you just broke up with your girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, see? See? Now, now we can all do it. <laughs> I was so scared. I had to keep myself. I all I said is, "Do not piss my pants." But when I looked into their darkened eyes, and I realized that all hope had fled from my soul, and I was lost on a sea of complete misery. <laughs> and then I did piss my pants. And I pissed my. But uh, but that story. I mean, the initial story, the initial account has all of the elements that everyone else's accounts have. Mm-hmm. It is that. Mm-hmm. The fact that the kids are speaking in a manner that doesn't quite match their age, mm-hmm. whether it be from a rehearsed perspective or uh, an, uh, the vocabulary used, that there's just a lot of little things that don't quite add up. Right. And there, but it always comes down to this this need for entry for yeah for for access. They have to be granted access to whatever wherever you are. People often tell of the kids seemingly knowing what the witness will say or do just before they do it, and also of a feeling sometimes that is compelling them to open their door or let them in, or or maybe they just catch themselves, you know, ready to open, to turn the knob or something. The witness nearly always reacts in a terrified way, like you do, Mm -hmm. denying any requests and slamming the door in a hurry, locking everything up, turning all the lights on. Sometimes before they do... They'll glance away for a split second, and when they look back, the kids have somehow swiftly and silently gotten closer to them. Right. And then a lot of times, if they if they break eye contact altogether, they'll look back and the kids are just gone. Right. They've vanished. Some of the phrases that have been reported as being used by the uh, black-eyed kids are, we need to use the phone, we need to get home to mother, he's worried... Let us in. We need to use the bathroom. Is it food time? Yeah. Things like that. So you can already start to see. Hello, fellow human. Yeah. (laughs) We need to make entry because also like you, it's time for make food. (laughs) I am like you and not at all an entity of darkness. So maybe we are just to eat hamburger together. (laughs) My mother, he is nice man. (laughs) But he hits us so much if we are late without making a telephone call. (laughs) (laughs) There's only one possible explanation. It's just just Russian orphans. That's all it is. Just Russian orphans. 
poor poor guys poor little, little scamps yeah they don't they don't have the the instant uh, lovability of of a good english orphan a little cockney orphan come yeah. on you'd let them in in a sick who wouldn't what there, mister <laughs> yeah let me in i've got to use the loo i need a bit of a kip <laughs> i'm tired let me in that wc <laughs> if you will fancy a cup of tea <laughs> What's for afters? <laughs> Pudding. <laughs> me mum will beat me, he will. <laughs> you know, speaking of uh, weird English things, um, <laughs> not ap- apropos of nothing, um, like a couple weeks ago, I was at the grocery store and just kind of wandering around. And my grocery store has like this one shelf of just anything British they can think of. And it's like brown. All brown sauce. Yeah, yeah. yeah brown <laughs> sauce and all those other things. And But in there is, they have like a can of like treacle pudding like <laughs> dessert or whatever it is and they also have tins of spotted dick yeah. which is a dessert and i was like i'm not gonna wonder for one more day and i bought a can of spotted dick oh wow and i brought it home first of all you're supposed to like just throw the whole can into like boiling water which i didn't get and i was like i'm not doing that <laughs> um so I, I hope that you can picture me in my kitchen reading a can then going no, <laughs> no, no, I'm, no, I'm not. I'm not going to do that. I get in arguments with labeling. Yeah. Uh, so I opened it up and it was just like a really nasty cinnamony, sugary cake thing. It was like it was like fruit cake without the fruit in it. It was not but good with, with dick in it. <laughs> so much dick. No, I don't know where the name comes from, but I've eaten spotted dick and I didn't I didn't like it. All right. Well, good on you for trying. Right. I explored that. Uh, so, so these these phrases they say, yeah, they they're weird. You know that you you get a hint as if if they're not calling uh, their mother he or they're not saying is it food time. Yeah, there's just something that's not quite right about it. And when when you encounter them, they can be there. There can be a single kid or uh, a group of kids. You know, it's anywhere from you know one to four or five of these things show up. Usually more like a couple, one to three at a time. Yeah. And one other thing that people say is associated with them is, is some kind of weird smell. Mm. Sometimes they'll they'll get the smell of uh, rotten eggs or maybe even sulfur with them. So that's what we're dealing with. That's uh, the description of the black eyed kids there for you. We've got uh, we've got some encounters that supposedly happened to normal people. Yeah, uh, which we're going to relay to you. The uh, the fun thing with with these and also the frustrating thing is. The only thing we have to go on right now are people's stories. Everything right. is anecdotal. So we're going to bring you just a few of these, just a taste of, of what people have said. And uh, Mr. Stecco is going to kick it off yeah. for us. So this one is a I get, recent, 2008, five years ago. Uh, in November 2008, Thanksgiving weekend, and this is a woman named Libby R's story. I went to visit my grandma who lives in a condo in Katy, Texas. It's a gated condo uh, in a very upscale neighborhood. The condo has a full-time nursing staff, 24-hour security, and is extremely well lit. Any visitors must sign in at the front and show picture ID. At about midnight, my grandma turned in for the night. I wasn't tired at all, so I decided to check some emails on my laptop. But 45 minutes later, someone began knocking on the door. Almost immediately, I felt quite uneasy, uh, and it didn't take long before I found out why. Um, anybody who's knocking on your door at 12.45 in the morning... You're going to feel uneasy. Yep. Yeah, yeah. That's I get that. Uh, whoever was knocking did so persistently. Most people knock a couple of times and wait for a response, but not them. They knocked incessantly, like they knew I was awake. And that's something like that is really consistent. 
is this can like like it just doesn't stop. Yeah. There's the, they don't wait for anyone to show up. They just knock and knock and knock and knock. Yeah. Or or it's a really rhythmic with, with a pause, kind of like da 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 right. da 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 kind of thing too. Yeah. I stopped only to put on this the silkiest negligee before I went to the door. <laughs> I had been thinking of an ex lover at the. Is that is that not the story? Wait, <laughs> switch <laughs> tabs, dude. <laughs> Um, as I approached the door to look through the people, I was extremely surprised to see two young kids standing there. At this point, my uneasiness turned into dread. At first glance, they looked like two normal boys. The oldest of the two must have been no more than 16, the younger one 12. Thinking they must have had the wrong condo, I began to unlock the door. The feeling I had, though, stopped me from sliding the chain off the door. I opened the door with the chain still on and said, may I help you? The older boy did all the talking while the younger one looked down at his feet. Miss, he said, can we please come in to use the phone? Our ride never came for us and we need to call our parents. Before I could even reply, the older boy looked straight at my eyes and what I saw sent shivers down my spine, even now. Because the corridors are so brightly lit, I was able to see the boy in vivid detail. The boy's eyes were solid black, not a speck of white anywhere. Strangely, as we made eye contact, I almost felt compelled to open the door, but I didn't. As I stood there staring at these kids, the older boy spoke again. He began to demand to be let in, saying it would only take a few minutes and then they would be gone. Instead, I told him to go to the front office. Uh, Someone would help them. I shut the door and locked all the locks and made a call to the front desk to let them know that there were a couple of kids roaming the complex, knocking on doors and trying to get inside. I don't know when they left my door. I was too afraid to look. I do know that after a thorough search throughout the complex, reviewing the sign-in sheets, they found nothing. None of the residents had any young visitors. Who they were and where they came from is something I'd rather not know. I told my grandma what happened, but I left out the terrifying part. I worry about her safety on a daily basis. So so what did she tell her? There was a knock at the door, and then I got up in the morning and had some coffee. Yeah, yeah. I Hey, grandma. I mean, like, what? there's hooligans that run amok in your building late at night, but I didn't tell them what color eyes. I didn't tell her that part. <laughs> and And we should really make clear here, when we talk about black eyes... We're not talking about uh, really big pupils. We're talking about the whole sphere of yep. the eye just being black, almost These, like a shark or a rat's eye. Yeah, the, the sclera, which is right. the white part of your eye, the pupil, the iris, all of that just a uniform, glossy black. Yeah. Boogity boogity. Not cool on a person. No, it's like, uh, what was the, the, the thing in X-Files? People had that. Oh, they called it oil something? Yeah, it was like a, a weird living oil that would infect people. Mm-hmm. Huh, yeah, yeah that's uh that that's a, a nice typical encounter. Yeah, and the the spooky thing about it t- to me is that it does it they, these these kids just show up at random. They come to you. Like you yeah. don't have to be in a bad part of town or in a spooky old house. They'll show up at your brand new damned condo. Yeah. Gated community. Right. That ties into to the story that I've got lined oh, okay. up for you. This one comes from a marine who was stationed at Camp Lejeune, North Carolina. And he said, I live in the infantry barracks off of River Road. I recently had a rather strange encounter with a pair of black-eyed kids. I live on the third floor of the barracks that have open walkways on the outside and the rooms on the inside. This happened on a weekend back in November 2009. It was a weekend, so almost every Marine was out, either home, drinking, or sleeping. Only a handful were left in the barracks awake. I'd stayed in that weekend because I was broke and had no money to go out. Oh. 
I was watching a movie when I heard a knock at my door. Figuring it was my roommate who'd lost his key again, I went and opened it. Instead of a drunken roommate, I found two little kids standing on the walkway. Only these kids freaked the hell out of me. I don't know what it was about them, but as a marine, we're always told to listen to that little voice in your head because it might just save your life from an IED. Right then, that voice was screaming at me to shut the door and lock it. Break these children's necks (laughs) now! There was also the fact that these kids had absolutely pitch black eyes. I mean, no white or any other color to them whatsoever, just black. But I pushed those things aside and asked them what they were doing there so late. They responded by saying it was really cold out and they wanted to come and read. I was confused as hell because I've never met a kid who wants to read. (laughs) (laughs) But seriously. Also, there was no mention of any parents or anything else you'd expect a lost couple kids to say. I couldn't take my eyes off their pitch black eyes. It was like they were sucking me in. I felt horrible and was suddenly frightened for my life, like I needed to immediately take cover. They just stared at me with those damn eyes. I took a quick look up and down the walkway to see if any other marines were out. There was nobody in sight. I turned back to the kids who I noticed had taken a step forward toward me. I got the feeling like I was being hunted, like these kids were predators and out for their next meal or something. Instinct gave way to reason, and I decided to listen to that voice and shut the door and locked it. I heard soft, constant knocking for the next five minutes before I heard my window rattle, and then nothing. I went down to the officer on duty the next morning and asked him about it, and he said he hadn't heard or seen any kids in the area at all, and dismissed it, saying I'd probably had too much to drink last night. Only I hadn't been drinking at all or anything like that that night. I don't know what or who these kids were, but I doubt any of the families here would let their kids wander around at night on a military base. That adds uh, a new element. Yeah. Trying the actual window, that's kind of new. Like really, really trying to get in there. Yeah. uh, The thing, again, that I find so fascinating is that these kids, these these whatever they are, they they need to get into that place. They don't need to get into a place. It's not like they just go down the row and just wait for someone someone else to let them in. They 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 ask right there and if they don't get in they disappear. Hmm. So I, I always I always find that really fascinating. Yeah. Like like that like the there's a reason they're picking the place they are. It's not random. It's so weird. Um hmm. I, I'm not familiar with how uh, military bases work. Do you know much about them? A little bit. You you need some kind of clearance to be on them, right? Oh yeah, yeah. You have to go through a, a guardhouse to get into any military base. Um, you have to go through security. So um, these kids would have been registered at least, or something. Yeah, they had. They would have to be somebody's kids. And uh, yeah, you don't. I mean, military bases are are safe places. I mean, yeah. for the most part. I mean, it's a military base. No, not anyone can get in. But on the other hand, they're filled with 18 to 24 year old males yeah, who, yeah. whose job in life is to make bad decisions. So it's not like the, the, the person telling the story is right. No one's going to let their kids run amok on a military base. Right. So I don't know that that's a, that's a spooky thing. You know, mm-hmm, I, mm-hmm. especially, you know, from, you know, like a, a, a trained soldier who's like he said, given training to, to heed to sense that. those warnings mm-hmm. Hmm. to not, to not be like, nah, we'll just go do it anyway. Yeah. Interesting. Well, uh, we got one more for you here. Keep it on this uh, creepy train. No, this creepy train's all toot toot, beep beep, honk honk. 
I've got a, a great story from Ireland. Uh-oh. Yeah. So watch out, Peter. You're not safe either. Peter, tell us if your friends uh, wrote this. Yeah. I'm going to do this. I'm just going to do this in my own voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, <laughs> I don't think we'll be enhancing this story with an no. Irish accent. <laughs> And see, we're not drunk enough. See, see, sometimes we we we're exercise very, a bit of judgment. Yeah, we're discerning when it needs to be. <laughs> sometimes. Don't get used to it. Um, it was uh, warm the night Karis Holdsworth. <laughs> Irish name. Uh, Karis Holdsworth walked into her apartment from a friend's house in Lisburn, a city of 71,000 in Northern Ireland near Belfast. Then 18-year-old Holdsworth didn't know terror waited for her at home, which, which is, probably describes why she went there. If she knew terror was waiting, she probably would have stayed at her friend's house. Or at the pub. Yeah. Poob. It was about 10.45, she said, that night in 2009. Again, so recent. It's true, yeah. And I was only 18 and had a small flat in a very rough part of the neighborhood. That's why it unsettled me when I saw two boys standing in my small patch of grass, which I called my yard. The boys, one about 16 years old and the other 13 or 14, stood with their backs to Holdsworth. I edged around the corner, and as if they knew I was there, both turned around to face me at the same time. They were just boys. Uh, As the teenagers turned to face her, she felt more unsettled. I felt raw fear when I laid eyes on them. Holdsworth stopped a few yards to them, a fist in her handbag wrapped around a tin of pepper spray. I was ready to defend myself if one of them made any sudden movements, she said. But they didn't. They seemed to know what she was thinking. No need for that, the older one spoke, calmly and maturely. We just want to borrow your phone, miss. Her knuckles began to turn white as her grip tightened on the pepper spray. They looked like any other teenagers from around these parts, she said. Hoodie, jeans, grubby trainers. Running shoes to us Americans. Oh, yeah. And while the older one spoke, I zeroed down on his eyes. They were pitch black, no trace of white or pupil at all. Further depths of terror rushed through her. I made a silent gasp, she said. It was as if I was in terrible danger and that I had to get away. My heart rate went off. Uh, All she knew at that moment was that she had to get inside her apartment. I didn't know exactly what to do, so I marched toward my flat door, ignoring the two boys, she said. I fiddled around quickly in my bag, trying to find my keys. Please, miss, the younger boy said from behind her. My mother won't be happy if she doesn't know where we are. Something pulled at her mind, to let them in, to help them. I wanted to obey them at first, considering they were young, but seeing their eyes took me away. I just had to get away from them both, and I knew if I obeyed them, I was going to seriously regret it. No, I, 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 she stammered. I couldn't get my words out, she said. My hands hit my keys, and I swiftly opened the door and slid in. My heart was banging against my chest. Shaking, Holdsworth fixed a cup of coffee, probably actually tea, and sat on the sofa in her (laughs) living room, turned on the television, and tried to calm down. Irish coffee. I didn't... (laughs) They just call it coffee there. That's what I'm talking about. Um, I didn't bother. Just a glass of Jameson. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, there's a nice cup. I didn't bother to check if they were still there in case I stared into one of those soulless eyes, she said. A knock sounded on her front door. I ignored it. It knocked again. I felt in real danger. She stood and padded to the front door. Everything was silent for one second, two, three. Then knuckles on the other side of the door rapped out three loud knocks. It scared me, making me jump back a few steps. She said, I was grateful that my door was completely made of wood. I looked through the peephole and almost died. The boys' faces filled up the peephole. Both of them staring at me with those pitch black eyes, she said. The horrid feeling of dread completely overwhelmed me. Miss, we won't hurt you, we promise, one of the boys said. Anger momentarily overwhelmed uh, Holdsworth's fear and she threw the door open. The boys stood in the doorway, grinning at her. 
What do you want? She demanded. We want to use your phone, the older one said. No, she yelled. Just let us in to use the phone. We won't hurt you. We have no weapons to hurt you with. Get away from my flat, she shouted, and slammed the door in their faces. Safely behind her solid wooden door, Holdsworth looked back through the peephole. The boys still stood there, but they were no longer smiling. That feeling of utter terror and danger ran through me, she said. She went through her apartment, made sure every door, every window was locked, and then picked up the telephone. I called my friend to come around the flat and that it was an emergency and I needed her help, she said, calling a friend other than the police because she didn't want to draw attention to her apartment. Holdsworth's friend arrived ten minutes later. When I opened the door, I couldn't help but hug her, Holdsworth said. She told me two boys were standing in my yard, but they left once she arrived. She said they made her feel in danger. Holdsworth has since moved to a different neighborhood, but the terror of that night of the black-eyed kids stayed with her. I always check through that peephole before I go to sleep, she said. I don't know exactly what those boys were, but I do know they meant me harm, and they weren't human in any way. I still get scared thinking about it. Ah, those kids loitered. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Again, the consistency, they have to be let in. This is a, uh, yeah, yeah. They, they they have to make you make a you make a phone call, do a thing. If you uh, uh, if you say no to them, they get a little agitated, right? Start getting a little more insistent. Uh, and this one uh, again, we get that we don't have a weapon. Yeah, least calming thing on earth. <laughs> <laughs> Creepy little bastards, like super spooky. And yeah, the late night, you know, the people that are by themselves. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, well. Here's here's the question that's probably on everybody's mind. I know it's on mine. Has anyone let them in? Right. Because you know what I think? Probably. And if they did, we'll never hear about it because they get sucked <laughs> into a vortex of some sort. <laughs> well, apparently there are accounts out there of people who have let them in in one form or another. There's uh, one that's detailed in a book by a man named David Weatherly, who uh, is on many podcasts and and uh, shows and and things that talk about the black-eyed kids he's a uh, one of the leading researchers i'd say uh, along with uh, a fellow by the name of jason offit you can't trust david who can you trust right am i right am i right 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 but if you if you want some more information uh, check out uh, his stuff david weatherly and and uh, uh, jason offit he's got some good stuff out there too but in uh, in a book by uh, weatherly uh, he details this uh, this one story, which I'll, I'll go through real quick for you, just give you the highlights of. Apparently, there was a woman that was driving with her six-year-old, and she stopped uh, by a convenience store, ran in, you know, need some milk and bread or whatever. Right. Maybe some cheese. And uh, <laughs> Dr. Pepper. Culture salt. She uh, she ran in. Bags. And she ran in. <laughs> ran in real quick and left her son in the car. Uh, and again, uh she wasn't in there for very long. Done this, she said, uh, you know, a number of times. It wasn't any big deal. She'd established a pattern of neglect. Okay. Uh, came back out. And when she she got in the car and looked in the rearview mirror, she saw these two black eyes looking at her. And she turned around and there was this black-eyed kid sitting next to her six-year-old son. Creepy. Super creepy. Yeah. So uh, she freaked out. And jumps out, opens the door, grabs her son, runs back into the store, calls her husband, who comes over as fast as he can. And, uh, uh, of course, no sign of any child anywhere, any any kid uh, with or without black eyes. So she's too freaked out. She doesn't want to get back in the in the vehicle. Right. So, um, so they left it there forever. So, well, they switched vehicles. Uh, the husband took that one, and, and she took the one her husband drove. 
And uh, apparently, just a mile or two down the road, the husband had a wreck, totaled the car, and he winds up in the hospital. And then shortly thereafter, the son gets sick with a number of different symptoms, and they can't figure out what's wrong with him. He goes through many, many different phases of, of the sickness once they think they've got a handle on, oh, well, it's maybe measles. Well, then it changes and becomes, the, oh. The full-on house episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But uh, luckily enough, both the, the father and the son uh, recover, uh, and everyone lives to tell the tale. That is pretty much the, the closest thing we've got to a... Uh, Survivor story? Survivor story of this, yeah. Um, yeah, because I've got one here, too, of uh, of a woman who let them into her home. rut row. Yeah, she she got the, the classic. Because that your car story is interesting in that it didn't seem to need permission. It was just already in there. Here's the deal with that one, which uh, this is this is why having a short episode, we, we could talk forever about these things, but uh, the kid apparently invited it in because it wanted it to come over and play around the same age, you know, and, and thought, well, you know, it could be a playmate. So clever, clever girl (laughs) way to get him in there. All right. So this one, this is what happened. This is how the story reads. I was sitting in my bedroom at home when I heard a knock on the door. It was not too late. So I didn't hesitate opening the door to whoever it was. When I opened it, there was two children standing there and both were looking at the floor. Yes, I said. The taller one asked if they could come in as they were lost and the other boy needed the toilet. I live in an area where it's very easy to get lost and I just assumed that they were telling the truth and was looking down because he was shy, even though the one talking spoke very confidently. So I let them in. The one who needed the toilet just walked in straight up the stairs, so I shouted, it's up on the right. I don't know why I didn't find this strange, but most toilets are upstairs and he was just young, so I didn't think of any anything of it incorrect right uh the who up- says most toilets are upstairs and who keeps track of that <laughs> uh i told the other one that the phone was down the hall thanks he said and he started to walk down the hall i followed him and then i suddenly came over with a really awful feeling like something bad was going to happen i became very nervous and a bit shaky i still can't explain how that happened the boy stopped at the phone and paused everything okay i asked He turned to me and looked up, and that's when I saw his eyes, and trust me, I will never get that picture out of my head. I was so scared that I couldn't even scream as I turned to run down the hall. The other kid was standing at the end. I became very dizzy and struggled to stand up. He walked closer to me and said that they had been sent to collect me. I still couldn't bear to look into his face. I pushed away from him and ran into my front room and slammed the door shut. I was in so much shock about what was happening I couldn't think straight. This is something that you don't even expect to happen even in the movies. After standing against the door for around an hour or so, I finally got the courage to make a run for the back door. So I ran to it and unlocked it. I ran to the back of my garden and jumped over the fence, not once looking back. My friend lived close, so I ran to his house. I told him the story, and as I guessed, he was a bit skeptic about what I had said. I convinced him to come back with me. When we got there, we looked around the whole house but couldn't find them. Ever since this happened, I've always had a dream that the kids with the black eyes stand over my bed with their hands stretching to me. I hope to God that I never see these again. Collector. Yeah. Boogity, so they're boogity. hoarders. <laughs> Human hoarders. I'm sorry, but we need these tchotchkes off your shelf. <laughs> we need curios. <laughs> interesting, interesting account. For sure. Yeah. I, I mean, that, that raises a lot more questions than it answers. Mm-hmm. Collecting how or what or why or... And why can't they get through the door? <laughs> yeah. 
Why is the door so hard to get through? I mean, there so they're just, are. Are they harbingers then? Let we, we should we should we go on and, and crack open the old uh, uh, six pack of oh, explanation? Man. I'm pretty thirsty. <laughs> Let's talk about this. Uh, yeah. I was going to say there there are other accounts, but we're, we'll get into some of this later. A lot of the stuff is frustrating, like we said before, just the same reason that it's so fun, because it's all stories. Right. They're, just they're people's, people's accounts. Yeah, it's it's anecdotal. And the, the water gets muddier because uh, in February of this year, there was a, a video posted on the, the MSN homepage. Yeah. About black eyed kids, it was it was a uh, uh, promotional for a movie. Could have been, could have been. I, I is don't that, is it. I don't know if it was substantiated that it was, but yeah. it was awful uh, big coincidence if it wasn't. Right, and it was you know it, it was just like a black eyed children. They're everywhere, and a bunch of like Photoshop poorly Photoshop pictures. Yeah, looked like like MS Paint kind of. Shit. But that thing kicked up this kind of little. It didn't like go full crazy, but a ton of interest was suddenly generated in a very small amount of time. It definitely spiked, yeah. And so there's a, a ton of, of just garbage information on the net now as right. a result. Like the fallout from this little weird spike is, yeah. is everywhere. And and this might explain also why the, the trend is growing uh, of people having these encounters. Mm-hmm. Uh, all, although it could certainly be that people are having more and more of these encounters. And if you've had one, I'm going to say for the first time on this episode please send us your encounter if you'd like to share it. We would love to, to hear it and share it with everybody. Yeah. Let's get, in, uh, let's get into these explanations. Maybe yeah. we can figure right. this yeah. out. So. Let's, 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 let's do this. All right. Um, first, uh, first can out of the, the pack. It's a hoax. Yeah, straight up hoax. All fictitious. It's an urban legend mm-hmm. that caught the early stages of the interweb and grew with it. Yeah. Hmm. It's uh, entirely possible. Yeah, it, it's uh, it makes for a great road trip or campfire story. Yeah, the yeah. setting much better than those Spanish kids who dug up that grave. Right. Um, yeah, it's it's easy to say no. This happened to me, or this happened to a friend of mine. Um, the surroundings aren't weird. There's it's there's never any evidence. Yeah, never. It, it's always firsthand eyewitness account. Mm-hmm. They don't have anybody to corroborate these. You always hear it's just one person alone, usually at night, but sometimes not at night. I'm guessing in that the story of the the kid in the car that the uh, the child backed up the story of the mother. Yeah, but yeah. and then there's the 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 Irish girl. Her friend saw them in the yard when she pulled up. She saw there there was two kids standing in her yard, and then they just kind of shuffled off as she pulled up. Mm-hmm. So there there's there's some corroboration going yeah. on, but apparently. Electronics conveniently fail when they're around. Photos that are taken turn out to be blurry. What? Security footage gets damaged or unusable, unwatchable. So the ev- evidence is, is just not in the corner for Yeah, it just never quite pans this. out. It's all stories. Which I guess, you know, if, if, you're, if, if we're already in the car, we'll just drive it all the way to the, the Supernatural gas station and fill up on unleaded. Uh <laughs> premium um which is a common thing uh with the uh, specters or ghosts you get the the em fluctuations that they do you know like the the classic thing with with hauntings is that they it lights dim and you know mm-hmm. video cameras a feeling of coldness or right scary so you, you get a lot of electromagnetic interference from that so 
I guess if you were hell-bent on, on this being real and you had to explain it, you could do worse than, than leaning towards spirits of some sort, some sort of apparition. True, true. Uh, the other thing, if it's a hoax, why are there so many? Why, why so many accounts and, and stories come in? I mean, nobody's making any money off this. A few people are making money, but that's mostly people who collect these stories and put them in a book. Right. And and it's not really for fame, right? Because you're not going to get famous making up a story about two kids that have black eyes. Yeah. Then what do you got? Nothing. It's not even 15 <laughs> minutes. Then you're just left with yourself. <laughs> the only one that has to live with yourself is you. Yeah, it's for a hoax... It's a it's a stretch for me. Yeah, for an urban legend, that's a little more plausible. I think it's right down the alley of an urban legend, because it can happen anywhere, absolutely anywhere. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't have any prerequisites. You don't have to be out for a hike in the woods. It doesn't require a spooky location. It it like like I said at the beginning, it comes to you. So so that makes it a little more accessible than say uh, the uh, the old hook. In, right. the, in Lover's Lane. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, this story can happen to anyone, and that's what makes it a good tale to tell. Yeah. Uh, let's let's uh, go for another can here. All right. How about... That's my can sound. I, 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 I'm with you. How about they're real kids with black contacts? These are pranksters in designer AccuViews going around scaring people. I mean, the goths have had access to this stuff for some time now. That's not new. But young kids. Six-year-olds. And also, kids that age, like, subtlety is not an option. Like, they're, if they're going to go scare people, their job is not just to stand quietly and ask to use the phone. They're going to be like, whoa, look out. I'm <laughs> in your face. Uh, true. Yeah. Uh, the argument has been made also that, well, it costs too much for these uh, lenses for, for kids. And especially back in the nineties, these, these lenses were, well, who cares? The, the cost can be circumvented. This is, especially these days, they're cheaper. Yeah. Well, maybe, I don't know. Thanks. Medical industry juggernaut. Let's find out how much they are now. Okay. Because this, this is also, since this is coming at the beginning of the month, really good cheap costume idea. (laughs) There you go. Be black eyed kids. Just throw on an old hoodie and throw in some contacts. That also, uh, while you look that up, that doesn't explain the ability they have to seemingly disappear. Also, these contacts aren't covering up their whole eyeball, are they? I guess they can. Yeah, you can get um, black scleral full eye colored contacts for $99. That's not that expensive. No. It's expensive to me, but that's not. Right. These jackass kids that come from money. You can get that at <laughs> coloredcontactshut.com. Wow. Yeah. That was the first thing that popped up. You know what though? Let's let's take it to the limits because our listenership deserves it. Take it to the bridge. Let's see what let's see what <laughs> Can I take it to the bridge? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Amazon's no good, but there's a thousand places on the internet for a hundred dollars or less you can just get yourself some black eyed kid contact lenses. So All right, well, there you go. Yeah, I, uh, that to me though that invalidates the cost question. Yep, that it was too that it's too expensive. Yep, easily <sighs> easily uh, gotten. But the the ability for these kids to disappear that's what I think nullifies uh, this as well, and the fact that there are kids as young as maybe six or seven that are right doing this. Those eyeballs are not the same size as normal people's eyeballs. <laughs> 
I thought I thought your eyeballs uh, are the same size from when you were born to when you die. No, I didn't think that was right. No, that, that sounds dumb. Correct. Anyway, yeah, there's nothing you keep throughout your life. Your entire body. What about your dignity? <laughs> absolutely Good not. Luck. What is? I think that absolutely every portion of your body is renewed every seven years. Nice. Well, that explains why I'm an asshole now. Yep. You used to be so great, man. I had so many friends. <laughs> I was a different man then. <laughs> Literally. Yep. All right, next one. Still real kids, but with a medical condition or on drugs. Nope. I mean, okay, wait. Medical condition? Nope. Nope. Right. Well, uh, the the argument that's made for a medical condition is that it's uh, uh, some form of uh, a mydriasis, which is the normal pupillary response to the dark. You know, mm-hmm. your your pupils get bigger. This is what the doctor does to you if they need to dilate your eyes. And, you know, they, they induce this mydriasis. I think that's how you pronounce it, right? Sure. Uh, and apparently some drugs can induce dilation as well, including LSD, mescaline, shrooms. You know, the, the drugs of choice for six-year-olds. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Lots of six-year-olds. But in, in their favor... Hand me down somewhat shabby clothes, hoodies, out on the streets late at night. All of that fits pattern of drug use. That's true. Willingness to harass a stranger for food, money, whatever. Use their phone, use their yeah. bathroom, have food time. And, and again, like I don't want to keep harping like the one nitpicking one example, but the the Irish girl, she, these kids saw her enter her house, so they seem they, to be waiting for her. Yeah, or or perhaps they were just in the area and they're like, oh, there's a lady. Mm, yeah, yeah. Let's ask her for some shit. Yeah. You know, like that. I can see that. That aspect of it. Yeah. That tie-in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I just, I don't I find this one uh, hard to believe. Now, you're talking more along the drug line. Right. Drug I mean, I'm, I'm not saying I really buy the drug story sure. either. Because there's, uh, like, eyes are something that people key off of. Everyone knows how difficult it is when you're trying to have a conversation with someone that has maybe a slightly wonky eye. <laughs> it is. It, you're, you're, well, yeah, yeah. Like, but it, an, the eyes are something that everyone keys into. It's it's a focal point as human beings that we look for. So people are very, very conscious of any changes or, or differences in someone's eyes. Yeah. People notice those very meticulously and not consciously. You know what I hate? What? I hate uh, forehead lookers. Oh, yeah. I hate people that can't look you in the eye, but they look you in the forehead. Right. It makes you think something's going on. Yeah. Yeah. But it's you realize that it's that's just how they're doing. You know, that's that's how they talk to everybody. Yep. They just, they can't look you in the eye, but they look at your head. The minute you said that, I started looking at your forehead and I was like, he doesn't seem to notice. Then I realized, oh, he's looking at my forehead. <laughs> so we're just, we're just doing a bit to each other that will never be noticed by either of us. <laughs> Maybe all those people's friends are forehead lookers too, so <laughs> yeah, they can't never correct get caught. it. <laughs> it's it happens more than you think, and as an actor, it's supremely frustrating. Oh yeah, it's hard enough to get connection on stage, especially as an improviser. Mm-hmm. Like you need every single piece of information you can get, and if you have a person that for whatever reason is unwilling to make eye contact, yeah, that's uh, I, I would it say takes away. Yeah, that, that's a huge problem. So um, this one doesn't sing to me. Again, the whole eye being uh, being black, you you can't get your pupil to swallow your eye up. I don't I don't think. Nope, it doesn't it, work that way. You would be in some some serious trouble, which maybe you would need a phone to use then. All right, so I've just talked myself into it. 
Here we go. All right. Vampires. Okay. Undead children looking for a snack, maybe. Yeah, all right. They have to be invited in. Classic vampire rule. Traditional. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, They disappear. Yeah, I have a a bit of hypnotic ability. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. A little glamoring. Hmm. Uh, For the most part, these stories are all nocturnal. For the most part, although some are seen during yeah, the day. A couple of day walkers out there. Hmm. Not in, in the corner of, uh, of the vampire is the fact that no story really has any uh, uh, fun blood. Right. Bitey, bitey times. Yeah. You, nothing ever directly happens. No. In fact, the vast majority of these, everybody ends up on top, except with just mental scarring. Yeah, just sad that it happened. <laughs> uh, take the two kids that went, like this woman's story, they went into her apartment. Please. If Please they, just take him. Just take him. Take him. Never God. talk. Never speak of this again. Get him away from me. If the if this was a a straight thing that happens, these kids go into her house and they're vampires. Then that's game over, man. Yeah, they can come back whenever they want. Also, she would not have made it out of the house. Yeah, yeah. And uh, a wooden door wouldn't have stopped them. Nope, not a bit. So that's that's an interesting thing. Hmm. But also against the vampire theory, the original story is in a parking lot. The guy's not in his home, and yet they still are requiring this permission to enter the thing he's in. The car, yeah. I don't know. I'm not I'm not a good old vampire judge. You know, like I, I'm not standing on the sidelines throwing a flag if somebody if a vampire tries to get, you know, on the bus or something. It's like nope. And well I don't think I mean I've watched Lost Invite Boys. Me on the bus. And it's been a, a few years, but I as I recall there is a, a person driving a car while vampires attack them scene. I think in Lost Boys. You mean they, they get in the vam- in the car to attack? or, or? No, the, the person's trying to flee from them in a car, and the vampires are like attacking them through the car. They, don't, they give zero f***s given about the fact that that person's in a car. And make no mistake, movies are a completely valid source of information about vampires. The standard of all vampire mm-hmm. lore is yeah. Lost Boys. <laughs> never go old. You never die. But you must feed... It's a great um, movie. I'm gonna watch that. That's gonna be a good October movie. <laughs> uh, so, so vampires. It feels like we're getting a little closer, but yeah. uh, narrowing it, it in. But it, it's vampires. <laughs> Boy, yeah, that's that's getting that's, closer. Yeah, right. So, uh, okay, one more here. Okay, well, two more, but here's the first one: hybrids, human alien children, the result of harvesting eggs from human female abductees. I mean, I get that because of grays, large, glassy black eyes. Um, Seem a little weird. Yeah, maybe Jaunty language. Maybe they're not children. They just appear to be children because grays are smaller and frailer and a human-alien hybrid. Maybe, uh, I mean, okay. But it still falls apart at their behavior. There is a, there is just such a an inference of clear sets of rules yeah. that have to be obeyed. Yeah. And there's no stories that involve UFOs that are seen around the areas or anything like that. And also, this just doesn't... I mean, aliens travel the cosmos. They find us. They find a way to make their genetic code compatible with our genetic code. They they create hybrids. And then they're like those guys that are selling magazine subscriptions. They just drop them all off at the end of the block and have them go door to door. 
Excuse me, sir. I do not mean to interrupt your evening. This will not take more than a few moments of your time. My name is James, and I want to go on a trip to Paris. To do that, I'm selling magazine subscriptions. Do you enjoy magazines? We have a great many magazines for you to choose from. We have Golf World, Fitness Man. We also have Entertainment Weekly and the Huntington's Tribute Post. All of these things can be available to you at a steep discount. The more you order, the greater the discount. And I can get enough points to go to London. You've done this. I've listened to these spiels. Oh, no, you've done this. <laughs> I've been to London, dog. <laughs> you were a good little uh, robot salesman. Yeah, but that's, I mean, have you ever heard those spiels? That's exactly well, how they sell. they come to my house so, asking to sell the Chicago Tribune, and I'm like, no, I don't have any money. And they're like, well, we take credit cards. And I'm like, I sure you do. Right. <laughs> like I'm giving you, some kid, my credit card number. Oh, man. Right. They, I got shafted by that when I was a freshman in college. They went through the dorms before school even started. And I, oh, it was just terrible. It's harvest time. Yeah, they did. They absolutely harvested. But that, you know what? It was a $20 lesson. I can live with that. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah. Uh, this is a popular uh, theory out there that these things are hybrids. I can see why, but the, it just it falls apart at the behavior. It just doesn't make sense at that point. Yeah. Why do they need to make phone calls? Yeah, yeah. Why do they need to be invited in? The the story that you read obviously makes it sound like some kind of alien type. Yeah, collect. the, the collected part. And maybe 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 what we're dealing with is like the alien board of medical ethics and everyone <laughs> has to has to like sign off <laughs> even if they it's don't very know what bureaucratic. to bureaucratic. Right. Wow. No, 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 glip glorp. We have to get them to say <laughs> yes to one thing, then we can do whatever we want. But those are the rules. I can't have this project defunded. <laughs> I need those space credits in yeah, the account. Exactly. <laughs> all right. Well, all do right. Do you want to go to do you want to go to a nebula state school? Is that what you want, <laughs> Flea Blorp? <laughs> We need no this glue. study. <laughs> if we don't. If we don't. If we don't publish. We're gonna have to just become government scientists, and that's so stupid. Space government. Space scientists. government. Space scientists. We can cross the cosmos, but we're still named Glipclorp <laughs> and Fleet Flare. Uh, last can in the six pack. Okay. Demons straight from the bowels of hell. I am more inclined to believe that than anything. What about uh, uh, gin? You know what? That is my personal theory. Hmm. My personal theory is that it is a, a gin style phenomenon. Not necessarily gin directly, but something like that. Another dimension, something that has a set, a set of rules. They need to pull people over. If if I was going to go down the path of saying this is the, uh, if I had to write a story in which this makes sense, that would be the framework. Yeah. Let me let me be very clear that I don't think that's what's happening. <laughs> But if, if, I, if it was my job to write the short story that, that kind of sews all these disparate points together, that is the approach I would take. Yeah, yeah. Got an evil aura about them, interdimensional, uh, needs to be invited in. What if that's in your body? Oh, sucky, sucky. <laughs> yeah, the, the demons thing really, it, it has the least stench on it in terms of supernatural explanations to, to me. Uh, I mean, gin, what if it's like gin and training? Yeah, like Junior Jin. Jin Junior. Jin Junior. Um <laughs> we're both trying to find a way to get it to gin and juice. I just know it. Jin Junior. Junior. Um but no, it, it does it does have this there's like a need uh in my mind the I mean the kids are spooky. 
everything about it. It's the fact that they that there's some formula they they have to follow. That's the part that I find fascinating. Why yeah. why are there rules? Why do they need consent? And what is that person unwittingly consenting to? Mm-hmm. What mm-hmm. is the what is the end game of it? Yeah, usually. And again, this may go back to age of of <laughs> the demon or the djinn or mm-hmm. or it, or it may not have anything to do with it, but. Usually, it seems like uh, demons or malevolent entities just need some kind of window of opportunity to jump in inside and uh, and uck with your shit. You know what right. I mean? Right? Yeah. And they and and usually the person will give them that at some point in their lives, <laughs> but not a verbal in invitation. Yeah. What if they are some sort of displaced entity and what all they need is permission to enter a place and sort of inhabit it? Maybe they'll never uck with your shit. Maybe they just need to get in the house and then they're just in that, that, that energy gets to stay there. Maybe it's as simple as that. Interesting. Yeah. Maybe, uh, maybe they're just uh, newlywed uh, interdimensional beings looking for a, a new yeah. house. And you, you, they take the guise of children because we are genetically hardwired to, to be l- less defensive around children. Right, right, right. So it's a good, it's a good piece of camouflage. Yeah, yeah. If they really I'll wanted see. to get in people's houses, they would take the forms of puppies. <laughs> that would be so much easier for them to do. Yeah. I'm like their lawyer. <laughs> I'm I'm the black eyed kids lawyer and oh. I'm I'm really like my client should be a puppy <laughs> is what I'm advising at this point. <laughs> but um I actually I've you got can make a lot of space bucks off that. So many space bucks. Well I've got something better than a lawyer though. Hit me. I've got Yahoo answers. Oh, oh yeah. Always better than a lawyer. I've turned to the Oracle and uh I my the question is black eyed kids question mark? <laughs> Good question. Yeah. um, Someone says, you know, recently I've been reading about people seeing ghosts, maybe, called black-eyed kids. And, you know, it gives like a short, you know, they they go to your home or a car, they ask to be let in, their their entire eye is black. Uh, Peace by Moonlight gives a pretty pretty thorough answer. I'm disappointed in how cogent it is um, discussing <laughs> Bethel's story and some links to some other people's stories. Uh-huh. But but that's okay. We don't just have to rely on, on that. Wild Ape... Uh, <laughs> Wants us to know that that does sound creepy, but it's never happened to him. Oh. Justin S., however, knows what's going on. Oh, hit me. Yeah. Justin S.'s reply is, drop this subject now. Do not go any further into your studies about this. Do not attract any more attention than you already have. Yes. They are violent entities. Do not look at them in the eyes. Do not touch them. Be careful what you do. Ah. The chain of communications might have been sprung already. Oh, no. Whatever you do, do not let them in your house. Ah. Yeah. So, he knows what's up. Yep, yep. Watch yourself. Why doesn't he write a book? I don't. Well, because he's dropping his. He, that's it. He doesn't want to get into a discussion. Do not look at them in the eyes. Yeah, their eyes cannot be looked at. But however, Kiwi, K I U I, also is not. Uh, uh, it's not his first rodeo when it comes to the supernatural. No, I've. I've seen ghosts and I can sense them and I have normal eyes, but I've seen somewhere those kids. See picture in Google. So genius. So <laughs> of so course. Yeah. So yeah, he's got. We got that. <laughs> Silver lining. Oh, this sounds nice. Yeah, says nothing like that. I've seen two ghosts, but they both had regular eyes. One blue, the other dark. But there were features. I'd be creeped out if I saw a black-eyed kid, though. 
Uh, wrong thread, Silver Linings. Well, you know, I think Silver Linings is just making sure people know that she sees ghosts. <laughs> um, so that, that's that's really what Yahoo answers. Yahoo answers. Enough. I'm disappointed at your lack of fundamentalist capitalization. Yeah, and, and I was hoping to see someone say points. these are demons. Some people are totally convinced they're demons, and the devil is just using his children as minions to get into our souls. What's weird with this? The that we say that it's a recent phenomenon, or it's said it's you know fairly recent, last twenty twenty five years, but could it have been described differently based on culture and uh, the time in history that it happened? You know? Yeah. This could have been going on forever. It's just been described differently mm-hmm. by different uh, people in, throughout history. So maybe it has been demons or jinn that are coming to people's doors and doing this. And historically, uh, there was a lot more displaced kids, street urchins, things like that. That was a, a much more common thing just to see a kid coming up to a door saying, Excuse me, sir, Lord, crust of bread, please. Are you my mommy? Right. Oh, man. <laughs> Creepiest Doctor Who's ever. One, one of the best. So, so this could have uh, roots, yeah, in in history, and we just uh, uh, it's it's still fresh in our minds. It's it's new to us, but we haven't connected the dots to some of the other stuff that's been said about it. Uh, um, I, I I can't think of like I mean, with the spread of of uh, religion, you know, the the demon aspect of it would would really come out. I I would think throughout history. Before that, you know, what what could it be? Maybe witches maybe it's um monsters you know some kind of uh monster i don't know of a similar type of of encounter through history but i would be surprised if there wasn't something close to it see this is why i mean spoiler alerts i don't i think the whole thing is bunk ass i think it's just people think it's all i think it's all bunk but the reason why i if i find it interesting is because just for that reason it's it's just such a a really basic small nugget format that you can you can take it wherever you want and be like mm-hmm. oh I bet you this has been going on you know like it's it's a fun story it's a cool narrative it's spooky and creepy there's no answers given mm-hmm. but there's this this hint of a larger scheme to it that there's there's an organization mm-hmm. to it there's a, a plan uh, it's got a lot of good hooks for good storytelling yeah yeah and I think that's why I think that's why it persists I came across a story that followed all the tenets of, of a, a black-eyed kid encounter. And then at the end, the person was like, ha-ha, you just read this. I made this all up. Don't you feel stupid now? That's the way every fiction book ends. <laughs> yeah, it's at like... the end of every George R. R. Martin book. Ha-ha, dipshit. None of this ever <laughs> happened. All your favorites are dead. <laughs> to that end... Yeah, we we get it that that these things can be made up, but some of the some people who really believe in these are maybe what if somebody has encountered this or something like it that they are trying to find more answers to, and it, it just it doesn't help for people to be like, yeah, I'm adding to the to this mix of bullshit out there right. by making up the story myself. I'm kind of with you. I I think a lot of these stories are are extremely fictitious. Uh, I, I I don't know how you can be extremely fictitious. I guess you either are or aren't. But like the the story of the woman who let them in, and then they said they wanted to collect her. Yeah. To me, totally made up. Right. It just something about it sounds like it. It you know it's it's all narrative. The um, the Bethel story. What what sucks for him if it really did happen to him, is that he is a good writer. 
you know, he's obviously a reporter, knows yeah. what he's doing to write the stuff. So a lot of it sounds good, but that then makes it sound fake. Right. It's po- it's more polished than an account should mm-hmm. be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but then again, there are plenty of stories that we found on here that lack punctuation. They yeah. lack good grammar. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but they also still, regardless, lack credibility. But they, yeah. So... I think it's a cool. I think it's a cool story. I think it's a, a fun concept, and it's something fun to, um, you know, not a ton of people know about black eyed children. So if you're hearing this, and you're on a road trip, this is a great story to spin out to somebody. Sure, sure. freak them out. Sure, it's funny how there are people on both sides of the fence on this one who really believe it and really defend it, and then there are people who just want to just shoot all those people in the face because they think it's it's so stupid. Yeah, the people that think it's all uh, a hoax or, or false or something, their arguments for it are, are a little weird, or or at least weirder than that. They're not as good as they could be. I feel like. Yeah. And one prime example is uh, Snopes dot com. If you went to Snopes and looked this up, it's got a big red false under it, but then it doesn't really give any reasons why it's false. Yeah. Yeah, that's the I, I like that. It was like, oh no, it's at this video and it got posted here and it got posted here, but I don't know, it just doesn't seem good to me. <laughs> like it's it was like and I, I, I do look, I mean, for what we do, I occasionally look I don't care for Snopes very much sure, as a website. Sure. But occasionally I'll end up there just searching for things and and they the the whole point of Snopes is that it's meticulous, that they're like, no, this was determined to be this, this was tracked down, and this is how this actually happened. The person who, Citations and all yeah, that, sources. But for this thing, it's just like, mm, nah. It seemed to uh, push the argument that it's not real to the fact that earlier this year, uh, 2013, there was a a movie that came out, I, I think, about the Black Eyed Kids, and then a, a, one of these videos that came out around the same time, and they they seemed to insinuate that uh, this whole phenomenon was based on that as promotion for this movie, mm-hmm. and it's just been going on for too long for that to be the case. It, it's it's a stupid debunking of it, <laughs> but again, people get really. Uh, worked up and in a fervor over this, either either it's true or not. You know, yeah, it's it's a very contentious issue. I think in uh, for reality, yeah, probably probably a hoax. A lot of stories, a lot of urban legend. If you want to go a par- paranormal explanation, I would go with demons on it. Yeah, there you go. I'm I'm, I'm content with that. Yeah. So um, that's that's black eyed kids and oh man, a, a glossy black uh, nutshell. Oh God. I'm I'm just glad to have that whole thing. What was you had have the whole thing? Just what? have the whole thing behind. Hold on, uh, let me let me go check the door. Uh, don't. Well, I'm just gonna look through the peephole. Oh, oh my god, Flora. What, Flora? I didn't look through the people. I have no idea what's going on. There's puns at the door. No! <laughs> there may be four of them. <laughs> they just want to use the bathroom. <laughs> Lisa, I just want to have a bit of a piss. <laughs> Crust bread, 
bit of a piss. Oh, um. Want to use your mobile? <laughs> All right, you're up first, Flora. Mentok has decreed it, so. I'll, I'll start out in the minor leagues on this one. Okay, okay. Um, which I've, implies that you're moving to the majors with your next one, so I like that. Oh God, what have I done? I, I really, I really struggled this week. I don't, I don't know what it was. I don't know if I was <laughs> uh-huh. hypnotized, but uh, I've got a store mm-hmm. that that sells uh, leather goods. Nice, but um, they've all been treated and are um, dyed. Oh, okay. You can get a lot of uh, motorcycle stuff and sweet. Uh, but but they're all for for uh, children. They're all for oh okay, all you know, right y- the youngins. Yeah, get them into the lifestyle. Yeah, it's called the Black Hide Kids. Womp <laughs> womp. Yep. yep. All right, I've I'll got one for the, you. I'll be in the minors for a while. Um, there is Toledo uh, Mudhounds. <laughs> there is a. Uh, it's been discussed. People have had interactions with this, where they'll they'll be you know just going about their business during the day. Mm-hmm. And they'll be accosted by kids that just are just asking the worst questions. Like, do you think Justin Bieber and Selena Gomez will get back together again? And the thing is, their 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 eyes are just vacant. Oh, God. They're blockhead children. <laughs> They're just dumb, dumb, dumb kids. That's, that's too true to be funny, dude. <laughs> too close. Too close to the real. Oh, gosh. What do you got, Flora? Uh, all right, all right. Um, let's see. Let's see if this one will bring me up. Let's, okay. let's see if I get the call up. I've got kids with weird eyes mm-hmm. that are actually trying to help solve the fact that they're the mystery. Oh, okay. They're the Robert Stack-eyed kids. Uh, oh, I like that. I like. <laughs> I like little uh, uh, unexplained mysteries. Boom! <laughs> Boom! Okay, I, I got one for you. Good. Uh, this is a, a terrifying subject. People are frightened of, and the best they can do is try to learn as much as they can and prepare um, for this phenomenon that will happen eventually. It is children that no one can possibly understand what their power is, what rules regulate them, and what their impact will be on the world. It's the Black Eyed Peas children. <laughs> the children of the members of the band. Oh. Will probably be the most socially destroyed children ever. Wow. Yeah. Boom, boom, pal. Yeah, man. <laughs> Those kids, their lives are going to have a lot of humps. <laughs> <laughs> well, them's puns. <laughs> them's puns. <laughs> uh, so I got, uh, real quick, a couple of uh, um, corrections that I caught myself on. Oh, snap. And from past episodes, uh, I was talking about the, I think it was in the supplemental episode, maybe I was talking about some of the swag I got in at Dragon Con. Yeah. Did you um, lie about that swag? Because I will no. slap you. I will I, slap you. I, uh, it, was, it was about the game uh, Illuminati. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I said, though, I said it was by uh, Peter Jackson Games, mm-hmm. uh, which, no, it's it's not. It's Steve Jackson. Oh, yeah. It, Peter not, Jackson uh, would be a film director, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> you know, the Hobbit-themed Illuminati cards. That's okay. You're lucky we don't have the uh, the penalty box here right now. But yeah, we're bringing it back. I am. We're just waiting. We we've, we've said a lot of a lot of stuff. Yeah, we talk a lot time. of shit, people. Call so. us out. And we'll, that that penalty box is it still is a thing. Yeah, it exists. It's, we're, we're not going to do it voluntarily. <laughs> I can tell you that much. <laughs> I also said in a show, and I forget how long ago this was, but I think I said that Art Bell, the former host of Coast mm-hmm. to Coast AM. 
uh, was dead. He's not dead. I don't no, know why I thought. I don't, I don't think we said he was dead. Okay. I, I don't know. I, I think I might have, but if, if I didn't, great. If I did, then he's not dead. Yeah, he's not dead at all. <laughs> he's out there belling it up. So them's my editorial notes. For you guys, though, you can go on uh, blurryphotos.org and go to that handy little contact sheet and send us a pun, send us yep. a story. If you've had a black-eyed uh, kids encounter, please share yes. it with us. If I would you feel love to hear that. That'd be great. I would believe it if one of you sent me an email saying it happened. Right. Because I believe you. Right. And not in a, a fake, not real way. Sincerely, I do. Because dumb people don't listen to this podcast. That's right. That's right. Also, feel free to uh, tell us a story about how great we are on iTunes. Yeah. On Write us a review. Yeah. Give us a star. Subscribe to us on there. Give us five stars. That's the sure. best. Give us, giving us one star. You think that's <laughs> helpful, but it's not. It's actually not. It's detrimental, in yeah. fact. Like us on Facebook, Blurry Photos Podcast. You can find Baba us on boosh. there. If uh, if you don't have the Facebooks, then uh, tell your friends. Hey, say hey, go go hey like y'all. these guys. Go on Twitter. Follow us on Blurry underscore Photos. You can yep. go to YouTube. We're at Blurry Photos Podcast. There. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're at Stumble Upon. If you're a Stumble Uponer, then uh, go find us and, and stumble upon us. Do whatever they ask. Yeah, send us your puns too. We love puns. I love puns. <laughs> Not I. I can't be more clear about that. And uh, welcome to Blurry Photober, motherfuckers. That's right. Oh, and uh, the day after this drops, kind of my birthday. So Uh that's a pretty big deal. (laughs) Pretty big deal for this guy. Send Stecco your your uh, some birthday love and yeah, just uh, write uh, an email that says, "Hey, you don't have to say happy birthday at all. You can (laughs) just just be like, hey, goblins, right?" Oh, that was what I was going to say when I was posting the Goblins episode. The, oh, yeah. The minute I, I hit submit on the old post, things crashed. Gremlins. And uh, it, it took me like an extra hour to, to get it up because I had to email for support and E-gremlins. figure out what was going on. Gremlins, man. They get you. They're they going to get you. Y'all should leave. <laughs> so anyways, for this episode of Blurry Photobers, I am David. Flora. <laughs> And I am David, the swirling vortex of all-consuming terror, Stecco. <laughs> Please, sir. May I say bye? <laughs> bye. It won't take long. I have no weapons to hurt you. I just want to end the podcast.